Welcome into the Kansas City Sports Network post-game show. The Chiefs dropping the home opener 21-20 to to the Detroit Lions. That, of course, being out at Arrowhead Stadium, the reigning Super Bowl champs going down in the first game of the season. We have lots to unpack in this one. First off, let me welcome you in. I'm Haley Lewis. We're here at the Kingdom Bar. This is the place to be all season long. And also to note, it opens up next Wednesday. So make sure you are here for that following game on Sunday. But like I said, post-game show is starting now. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN post-game show. Kansas City Chiefs start the season 0-1, but the good news is that if the season ended today, they'd be in position to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. in the 2024 NFL Draft. What's up, everybody? Ken Swanson, I'm here with my guy, Craig Stout. Woo! Hi, Craig. What a, uh, what a game. What a what a game! Um, oh, uh, if you excuse me, uh, I just dropped uh, your your throw to me right now, so <laughs> I think I'm qualified to be a Chiefs wide receiver now. All yeah, of a sudden here, man, that was brutal to watch, especially on offense. Just just a bad overall night for the offense. Some glimpses on defense, but we'll get to all that stuff later. But my goodness, kid, that the wide receivers. It was rough. It was real rough tonight. Yeah, it was. It was. It was brutal. I mean, there's really no. Uh, there's really no way uh, uh, around it. Um, you know, here's the thing. So this was. I. I. I have so many thoughts here. And I'm trying to be fair and measured. This was a very difficult situation to throw all of these receivers into the fire in. Travis Kelsey has been game planned for this game for months. They have been preparing in in some capacity for this game for months. And the last day of install of the game plan, Travis Kelsey gets and throws everything into a frenzy. Um, but it's it's a it's a difficult, you know, it's it's a difficult start, right? You're you're getting thrown in the fire. The game plan has to change on the fly. Mm-hmm. Roles have to change on the fly. Expectations have to change on the fly. And it absolutely looked like it. Um, I, the, the Detroit Lions challenged this receiving core, which is exactly what they should have done. It's exactly what they should have done. And it's exactly what we talked about this offseason of there, it's, it's an unproven group. There's a lot of players, you know, that have potential, but there's one known commodity and it's Travis Kelsey. What happens if something happens to Travis Kelsey? <laughs> we found out immediately in week one and there was some, it was a, it was a very up and down per, for performance. Mahomes did it look like he was seeing things particularly clear or confident firing on some things. And this is the end result. It really is. And yeah, yeah, of course you can chalk some of this up to the fact that they lose their best wide receiver. No, not wide receiver, but Travis Kelsey is essentially a wide receiver. He's their best receiver. He's their best receiver that they lost on the Friday after the game install and everything like that. That's fine. You still got to step up as a receiving group, and they just simply didn't. The Kansas City Chiefs have not invested a ton in wide receivers, couple second-round picks. They traded a third and a late-rounder for Kadarius Toney. We have been kind of talking about this wide receiver group, trying to get by on what they've got here. I had a lot of hope 
coming into this season with this wide receiver group. They kept seven guys. I don't know that very many of them looked good tonight. I think MVS and Justin Watson were the two that looked the best. I think that those are the two people that everybody yeah. was just writing off. It's like, hey, we can, we can just move on without these two. We got the young guys. Let's move on. The young guys didn't show up today, and it looked like Kadarius Tony did not have a training camp because he didn't because he got hurt fielding a punt on the very first day of training camp there. It looked like you know, Sky Moore was just not in the game at all. So I don't know if that's because he's not gaining separation. We haven't seen the all 22 yet, but he did have a drop or two that was not good. Rushy Rice has a drop as well. And then you cut to Kadarius Tony, the team, the player that Brett Veach said was wide receiver one, has countless drops, including one that results in a pick six. That was the turning point. Of this game, absolutely, unequivocally. This team was rolling. They finally started to scheme some wide receivers open when the Lions were playing a lot more zone than they expected. I think they expected them to play more man, played a lot more zone, started scheming guys open, and what happens? Receivers start dropping balls. We are to the point now where, and I I hate to single them out because most of them were bad. If Kadarius Tony catches one of those drops, the Chiefs win. One of those pushes them deeper into field goal territory where they can kick a field goal and go up there. One of them is an interception that goes back for a touchdown and another one moves the chains closer and maybe they don't take a field goal. They can punch it in for six instead. Those are three off the top of my head that I can think of. It's just really, really rough to watch that sort of execution happen, especially when you are gambling on young kids to come in and step in and take those roles. You can't have performances like this all year long, certainly. This has to be a learning experience going forward for this group. Kadarius Tony led the team in targets along with Rushi Rice, Noah Gray. All three of them had five targets each. That is definitely not what I expected to hear or expected of this team. Uh, there's so many things. Of just looking at the receiving, the target count, Honestly, there's so many things about the target count that are are, are raising questions for me. Um, and man, uh, look, no, Blake Bell was Blake Bell caught a touchdown. Congratulations, good for him. But he was also getting targeted on second and ten in the middle of the field. Yeah, I think it was a combination. Like this was this was really bad timing. And I think it's tif- there's there's bad timing for a couple reasons. Obviously, with Travis Kelsey news, it's very difficult to go out and and try to, you know, prepare differently for a game without the safety blanket, without, frankly, the best tight end in the history of the Kansas City Chiefs, my tight end one in the history of the National Football League, just losing him, you know. And I think here's the other part for Chiefs fans. I think the timing of this game with all the adversity right off Jump Street coming off the game where Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl on a high ankle sprain was absolutely perfect in the second half. I kind of feel like we all just said, eh, there is literally nothing that could that could scare us or that could, uh, you know, remove the confidence that we have in Patrick Mahomes. And to be fair, Mahomes was really good tonight still. I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I don't really have a ton of, of issues with Patrick Mahomes' performance tonight. There's some plays that he definitely want, wants back. But if I'm being honest, I think the reason that he has those, you know, he had some moments that were, you know, not particularly, you know, stellar. 
I think it's a lack of confidence in in the guys that he's throwing the ball to. Yeah, I don't think he threw the ball with confidence all the time. And it's not a, it's not blaming him because like he still made it work in a lot of different ways, but it just definitely felt like he wasn't entirely sure that people were going to be where they needed to be. He wasn't entirely sure that he wanted to try to throw a ball in the middle of the field to somebody. And I think the receivers let him down with some bot, with some some spacing and some some spot issues as well. Yeah, they definitely did. Uh, honestly, the guy that I think he felt most comfortable throwing the ball to, as I watched this MBS clip, MBS was tonight. But this was an MBS game. He's going to get you know a couple of targets. He's going to make the well, most. Of it, it. And real real quick, yeah. Can I can I tell you all the receivers that had more targets than Marquez Valdez? Yes, yeah, and I do. Justin Watson, yeah. Noah Gray, Isaiah Pacheco, Rashi Rice, Blake Bell, Kadarius Tony, and Sky Moore. But I was going to say, just, it's, I was going to say, it's the, wild. the most reliable guy that I feel, felt like, you know, from a hands perspective and from a creation standpoint, was Isaiah Pacheco in the backfield, and that's not necessarily his forte. He's fine at it, but it seemed like Patrick Mahomes, when he couldn't find open guys, it was late in the rep, and hey. Uh, Hat tip to the offensive line. We'll get to them a little bit later. They played mm -hmm. really well despite Aiden Hutchinson being just absolutely awesome tonight. Just just incredible. Like that, Matty. Yeah. But <laughs> I, Isaiah Pacheco was that guy late in the rep that Patrick Mahomes felt comfortable going to. It sustained several drives, throwing to running backs out of the backfield. It, it just further kind of that uh, th this team needs a guy that can go out there create and they can count on and Travis Kelsey has been that guy forever and will continue to be that guy he's gonna be healthy he's gonna be back with this team this offense is still gonna hum but they've got to get so much better performance out of this wide receiver group as a whole there were guys that still had good games but as a whole they just have to be so much better in that group We'll talk a little bit about more more about the receivers. We'll talk a little bit more about the offense as a whole, I'm sure, later in the show. But now we're going to throw it to Tucker D. Franklin and Haley Lewis hanging out at the Kingdom Bar. All right, guys, we are here at the Kingdom Bar, depressed, drowning our sorrows. Yep. As best as we can after yep. that one, a painful, a heartbreaking 21-20 loss to the Detroit Lions. Now, I say that, and I don't say that in a way that I'm, maybe patronizing what the Lions have been able to do. I mean, at the end of the season, they win eight out of the last 10 games. They right. knock off the Packers. They roll in with momentum. And then obviously you have a chance. It's like, and again, I'm not trying to patronize them. It's almost as if they're Super Bowl state. They have a chance to yeah. go up against the yeah. world reigning champions in their own house. And they capitalize on that opportunity. We saw it with the trickery. Yep. Of course, the Chiefs down two key elements in this one. And we'll get into that. But Tuck, just your first thoughts of this it's one that stings, but I knew we one that we knew was a possibility going yeah. into it, right? And I think that's kind of the toughest part is, you know, we're so conditioned now in Kansas City of like, all right, if 15's suiting up, there's two minutes left. We're good. Listen, you look, at the, you look at the spread of that game going into it. They didn't have Chris Jones. They didn't have Travis Kelsey. They were still favored in that game. Four-point favorites. Here's the question, though, after watching this entire debacle. Yes. Do the Chiefs miss Chris Jones more or Travis mm -hmm. Kelsey more? I'm going to take a sip of my Ben Holiday bourbon. Take, a take your time. <laughs> Favorite? It's Travis Kelsey. You I saw that offense. You I saw that offense. Too. You saw that offense at home. It's Travis Kelsey. The defense played fine. Yeah. If you look at the final score of that game, 21 to 20, the defense only gave up 14 points. 
pick six I mean, off the hands played. of Kadarius Tony. The defense played well. I, I think that you could they played for what they what, what we expected them to play. Right. right? And I don't think I, obviously they're better with Chris Jones. It's not us saying that Chris Jones doesn't make this defense better. It does. Now, that's not a that's not mm-hmm. breaking news. But I think for the purpose that Chris Jones was holding out didn't sure. really get fulfilled uh, on Thursday night here. So I, I think that looking at that offense with Travis Kelsey, Patrick Bones didn't have that safety valve. Yeah. Didn't have that guy that can beat man coverage. That was really tough for Denver. And you could really tell. It was painful to watch. I'm sure it was painful for Chris Jones to watch up in oh his suite. Travis Kelsey from the sideline. We saw him visibly upset with this one. I mean, yeah. it's hard not to. The defense, of course, by the end of this was gas, but they were they were bending, not breaking, to get a little cliche in there. Right. <laughs> Coach's right. phrases there. But, you know, we saw we saw spurts from George Karloftis, Nick Bolton, Mike Dana, obviously coming up big yeah. in a lot of key L- or key you know, points. You saw Trent McDuffie forcing a fumble. Yes. You see Brian Cook recovery there. Um, so there were sparks and moments, and the defense had been solid all night long, which I know we were talking this on the way over. It begs the question, you know, when they're in that situation, why not trust on your defense to get it done? Obviously, yeah. Coach Reed, who is far more superior superior in, in football knowledge and IQ than I am or, or any of us here, chose, you know, to go with his offense, think yeah. that Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to capitalize and get it done, but it proves the point, which we just said, is that Travis Kelsey was more vital to this offense tonight and the fact that Mahomes throwing to his receivers, he just shouldn't throw to them in the hands, apparently, because <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Don't hit them in the hands. Don't hit them in the hands. Don't do it. Anywhere but the hands. I think that that was... Uh, we, when we were watching the game, we were scratching our heads at that one, right? Oh, that yeah. fourth down call, it's now then they get back up to fourth and 25. A drive where Patrick Mahomes hit a receiver in the hands, all but I think one play. I think there was one play that played at Rasheed Rice deep. Can you say that again? Hit a receiver in the hands. In the NFL. In the NFL. Should be catching it. Also, pass the, pass the yard to gain, by the way. Pass the first down on like, all of those plays. That's tough. Every single one except one of them. He hit a receiver in the hands, and they got minus 15 yards on that play. Negative 15 yards on that drive, I should say. And that he hit the receiver in the hands. And they went for it on fourth down, which I understand. I look like Patrick really wanted to go for it on fourth down, and you know, I don't want to take the ball out of the best player's hands. Sure. Um, but I do, uh, you know, that's kind of where I settled. I was like, Defense was playing really well. Yep. You give it to them, they got to milk some more time and some more field. Right. Uh, maybe that kind of helps a little bit. But maybe he knew his defense was gassed. Maybe maybe Andy knew that, hey, these guys are gassed out here. They're running the ball. And that, that could be an interesting sure. thing that plays into it. And he's on the sideline. He's the one getting this information. But, of course, then we see Justin Reed batting down a pass from Jared Goff on yeah. fourth down, making a huge stop. The Chiefs needed that. The momentum kept going back to the Chiefs. And then it just would fade. It was so, yeah, so yeah, quickly yeah. right back to the Detroit Lions. And and I know that they were saying at Arrowhead Stadium there was a lot of blue in the audience. It was more more than they anticipated. Mm-hmm. All these different things going into it. But you're freaking playing at the Super Bowl champions' home. Yeah, it's Arrowhead Stadium. How is the momentum keep switching back? And you know, it's almost it's frustrating as as the Chiefs homer to see something as sloppy as this coming out the gate. Mm-hmm. But then when you actually go back and look at training camp and look what actually occurred. How many of those receivers were out due to injuries? How many of those receivers are young? Uh, these these expectations and things are gonna it's gonna fall on their shoulders. It's gonna be sloppy. It's gonna be what it is in in the beginning. But you don't think that the Super Bowl champs are gonna lose a one point game? And, and credit to the D- Detroit Lions. I'm gonna give them credit. I owe. Yeah. I, I made a bet with a client who was from Detroit, and I said fifty burpees if the Chiefs Ooh. lose. 
I hurt. You would not catch me there. You would not catch me fulfilling that. Uh, 50 burpees is, is not going to be fun. But yeah, I do think you have to give a hat tip to the Detroit Lions. This was a big game for them. They, they had a lot of preseason expectations. A team that uh, had a draft that was interesting in terms of value. Mm-hmm. But you got to see those draft picks pay off on the field. Yeah. Jack Campbell made some really good plays. Brian Branch made some really good plays. At yeah, the last guy to stay in Kansas City for the second day. Remember that? Yeah, Staying the, back for interviews. You know, granted, that ball did kind of fall into his lap and he had nobody in front of him. Still has to make the play, though, because we saw plenty of times where balls fell in front of chief wide receivers and they didn't make a play. Were, so I think I think that they did make plays. Yeah, there were plenty of stats and they threw up the stats there uh, on the screen just a little bit ago or your screens just a little bit ago with the leaders for the day. Uh, but Kent, yeah. this one, or excuse me. Oh, gosh. I did it. It's disrespectful to Kent. It. It's disrespectful to <laughs> Kent. I, t- I had too many sips of my bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Kent poured the bourbon. It was a little Kent's too strong. It's a little too strong. I just I'm get, I'm warming up to the bourbon bourbon girlies out there. Um, but let's let's go ahead and take our first break. Yep. When we come back, Kent and Craig, <laughs> they're going to be joining us again to break this one down further. We'll have more stats, so we will see you on the other side of this one. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. It's more fun to be there for live Kansas City Chiefs football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Chiefs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thanks, everybody, that's hanging out with us. Appreciate you all. Uh, thank you. Really, really means a lot that you're listening to us on KC Sports Net- Network. KC Sports Network immediately after a loss. I know it's a it's a tough one today. Uh, Craig, you are muted, uh, just so you know. Uh, so you might want to unmute You dropped the throw to you buddy that did drop this so it's just a theme tom it is we're i'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit more here in a minute but i do want to talk about the defense yeah uh chris who sorry (laughs) i don't know look i'll be honest shout out that defense for playing the way they did giving up 14 points that was an outstanding performance chris jones in the stands to watch trying to gain leverage by the defense failing 
and the defense didn't fail. Shout out to them for putting together an outstanding performance, I thought. Absolutely. This is a good Lions offense that is going to be even better when they get Jameson Williams back in the mix, too. Like, they showed, I think, what we expected out of the Lions offense. They have big play potential. They can run the ball. They can do a lot of the things. A very diverse run game. Good pass catchers. Like, it, it is a very good offense. Make no mistake, this defensive performance was terrific. They Again, 14 points allowed, one of them right there at the end of the game on a very long drive that they were exhausted on. I, the pressure was there. This is an excellent offensive line that this Chiefs defensive line that was very depleted and was a little bit banged up. I, I'm curious to see how many snaps exactly Turk Wharton played. He was out there, but Mike Dana was terrific. George Karloftis was terrific. Nick Bolton had a ton of impact plays. So did Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie. Like, those are cornerstones for this defense. Those are guys that you're wanting to build around. And, oh, yeah, the first-round rookie that we've been talking about a lot, you know, is a guy that's going to need some time to really get to the pass-rushing status that we believe he can get to, had two quarterback hits in the end zone, which just inches away from being able to close out some some terrific reps for him and Felix Anaduke Ozama, it was really good by this defense. I was I was very inspired by what they put on tape there because once again, this is a good, really good offensive line, and the defensive line more than held their own until right there at the end of the game. Questions about the secondary still. I did not love the amount of space that was back there. There was still plenty of confusion on the back end. They're gonna have to clean that up that has to get better but I think one of the big question marks coming into this week was that defensive line and how they were going to look without Chris Jones I thought that they really were pretty terrific on a day that everybody was focused on somebody that was sitting in the stands rather than playing on the field yeah I just love the response from this group and you look at their you look at the touchdown drives that they gave up right you get off the field in a three and out and Dan Campbell makes a game-winning decision in the first quarter. I mean, shout out Dan Campbell for the decision. It's a game-winning decision in the first quarter to fake a punt on, like, your own 20-yard line. Like, it's a it's an extremely bold move. And, like, Allen, the Chiefs played it decently, too. Like, they were right up fit in the hole. It's just it was Jarek McKinnon on the up, man, yeah. heading with a with a head of steam, right? Yeah. Um, the Chiefs, I mean, they got off the field on in, in three downs, and... You know, they get right back on the field, and that's, you know, they give up a long, sustained drive for a touchdown. So there's your one touchdown. Late in the game, they've played a lot of snaps because the offense has been inconsistent. They haven't been able to stay on the field. Too many three and outs, too many inconsistent possessions. They wore down a little bit towards the end, gave up another another touchdown late in the game. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I mean, it was, a, it was a long time between touchdowns that they surrendered between then. I mean, there was the second and third quarter entirely. Mm-hmm. I mean, they shut the they shut the Lions out. They shut the defense shut the Lions out for at least thirty minutes of football. Yeah, they did. So, like, I mean, like you can't. I I'm not mad at the defense in the slightest. They did exactly what they needed to do. Now, were there definitely? There's definitely things on both sides of sides of the ball that need to get cleaned up. Sure. For sure. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. The defense was perfect. There are some things and some moments no, and some plays. Buddy, I, buddy, 
the Lions figured it out right there at the end of the game. We're going to get into 11 personnel. The Chiefs are going to get into their nickel. And we're going to run for 5.7 yards a clip. It, the the yep. nickel run defense against this offensive line was bad. Now, base run defense, 2.31 yards a clip. They really were great in the base defense, played a lot more heavy personnel there. But that was really not good. And that's really got to improve. Like, teams are going to see that on tape immediately and just be like, oh, we're going to live in 11. And even though that's not the best part of our run game, we're still going to dominate the Chiefs on the ground. So uh, there are room for improvement there for sure. Kind of seemed like, and this is probably more of a lab conversation, but it did seem like the Chiefs tried a few things at linebacker. They tried to mix a few things up. It looked like, hey, you know, like they tried to play uh, Bolton in the nickel for a while, and he was getting beat to the edge. So they tried Drew Tranquil out there as the mic, and then the, and the, and the uh, yeah, and then they ran him down, and then they, and then the Lions kind of got a little bit more downhill with it. So I mean, the Lions had answers for some of the personnel mismatches the Chiefs were trying to create, or trying to some of the decisions that they were trying to make with the personnel. Thought Justin Reed kind of had a rough start to the game, but I thought he got better as the game got on. Early on, it was rough. Like it was a it was it was it was a pretty rough start for him, kind of over pursuing that that big run that Jameer Gibbs had. Um, some coverage lapses there. I mean, it's stuff that was like a little bit concerning in, in preseason. You know, he had a rough preseason, I think, too, in coverage. And I think that kind of kind of carried over a little bit. Um, but I mean, I'll, I'll say this too. Just if you're looking, I think Spags had a, I think Spags called a, a great game. He did. Um, I think he called an outstanding game. Some execution stuff, definitely that, that hurt. But um, I think for the most part, uh, they did. They did some really good things on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you, you mentioned Felix and DK Uzama. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's. I think that's one of like. And I know some people are like. I, I saw some people asking for rant today, and you're not getting rant today. Um, I don't think this is a game that I I walk away infuriated by. I mean, I'm frustrated. Don't get me wrong, but I think what you see and the reasons that I'm frustrated about this game are fixable. Are kind of expected. And we just kind of anticipated that Patrick Levon Mahomes would be enough to to cover up some serious issues. And guess what? He, he really was. It's just those issues are a little bit bigger than we thought. Yeah. And that's the truth of the matter. There are there are plenty of good things that we can take away from this game. And 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 I'm not trying to be overly optimistic either. Like I know some people are upset, but I think the Chiefs have been, and I'll just, this is a big picture statement. The Chiefs got put behind the eight ball because their two other gold jacket players besides Patrick Mahomes didn't play today. And it turns out that two gold jacket players are the difference between the Chiefs and the Lions right now. Really? I mean, like, let's be honest. It <laughs> helps when you have ring of honor level players on the field. Yeah. You. I, I mean, it, it's yeah. one of those positives. Yeah, for sure. Um. So... It's it is going to be like I think this is issuing in a different season than we probably expected because the the wide receiver room has to grow in a very big way yeah. and Mahomes has to grow with that group in a big way uh, and the Chiefs turns out needs their Gold Jacket players specifically and specifically today they they win this game with Travis Kelsey sure. I think they win this game by two scores with Travis Kelsey if I'm being honest sure because like and they might with they might have with Chris Jones. Two, uh, maybe there's a third down that they get off the field. I don't want to diminish that. It's just that the defense played above the level of what we expected and the offense didn't. So that's why the focus is always going to be there. It, it, let's transition to another 
positive here because we're kind of in that mode there. This offensive line was pretty good today. Uh, I think the guy who had the roughest day was probably Trey Smith, and it was solely against Aiden Hutchinson. Um, <laughs> which hey, Aiden Hutchinson. Are- All right, so I'm gonna dunk on Maddie on Monday, but Aiden Hutchinson's a dude. Oh, he's he is like he, he he was a game record today, and we can just put that one to bed. Aiden Hutchinson's a dog. Yeah, uh, but so we but we'll Jawan Taylor was isolated against him for most of the game and looked really good. Like a couple pressures, but nothing that was really scary or startling. Chris Collinsworth has a big problem with Aiden with uh, Jawan Taylor's you know, stance and get off out there, which I don't know where all of this is coming from. Tackles have been doing this for the past five years. We've been talking about it for the past five years. But tonight we had to highlight it on national television to try and promote that Aiden Hutchinson was getting the shaft somehow. But Donovan Smith was also really good. Joe Tooney was good. Creed Humphrey was good. Like, it it was a really good performance. There's a lot to like about that offensive line. I talked in the lab earlier this week about how the Lions had one of the league's best pressure rates and they were second in the NFL in QB hits. We didn't see that as much. Patrick Mahomes got to stand back there and stay pretty comfortable throughout the year. They are going to see a lot worse pass rush than the Lions, like a lot worse pass rush than the Lions throughout this season. That bodes really well. If there's anything you want to hang your hat on on offense, you've got a good group of pass protectors right there. If the wide receivers can get figured out, Travis Kelsey obviously coming back helps. Your offense is going to start moving the ball. I think I think I saw at one point Patrick Mahomes averaged over three point second or three seconds to that's time to insane. throw. That's insane. It's ridiculous. Don't like, do that. I, that's not sustainable. And he was throughout the game. I mean, it it really was pretty good. And he didn't look like he had to be uncomfortable out there. If anything, the uncomfortableness came from the fact that he's hitting the top of his drop and he's scanning the field and. Again, we don't have the all 22, but nobody's open. And he doesn't feel comfortable trying to thread the needle or anything like that. And so that's where the uncomfortableness looked. It certainly wasn't always because of the pressure in his face. Right. Uh, I tend to believe, and I again, we're going to get a better picture when we get the all 22, but I do tend to believe it, it it's falling mostly on on the wide receiver's inability to get open. Um some physical coverage and inability to separate. And I, I think there's a lot, I mean, there's, there's, I don't, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not criticizing Mahomes when I say all this, because I think Mahomes, I, I'm going to, can I gush about Mahomes for a second? Is that okay? Sure. That's what I you thought, do, buddy. I, I just I sit back. You, you have at it. I think Mahomes played a, one of the most poised games I've ever seen him play. I think he was largely, in control, calm, patient, trying to, you know, trying to give some, you know, some plays a chance. I don't, I didn't have any issues with how, I, I think he was, you know, like watching him with his leg. I think he was really, he made good decisions with his legs. I think, you know, there just wasn't anything, anything to find there. I don't think there was any plays to be made. And, you know, he, he hung in there as long as he could credit to that incredible offensive line performance i thought they were awesome and this is like such an encouraging sign moving forward i genuinely just don't think that there was a ton there and i think a lot of big plays and a lot of you know the, you saw a couple plays down the field for sure that still looked clunky i mean mark was Valdez scantling got destroyed what a catch there, but though. what a catch holy catch. yeah <laughs> for sure but nothing was there was no rhythm to the offense there was no rhythm to the offense and i think we probably didn't appreciate 
an entire game plan having to be altered on the fly on Tuesday when the Chiefs play on Thursday. I think we probably didn't take too much into consideration. I mean, I think we found the line. I think we found the line of of where, you know, like Mahomes covers a lot of of sins, but he also he can only do so much. And I think we found a line today. If receivers aren't getting open, if they're not they're dropping passes, they're not getting to their spots. There's only so much that he's able to do. But amidst all that chaos, I was actually kind of impressed with how he performed in the sense that there was a lot going wrong in that game. Mm-hmm. And him holding the ball that long tells you that, I think. I don't think it's just he's just standing there gun-shy, afraid to throw the football. I think it's just there's guys out there he didn't trust entirely yet. There are guys running wrong routes. There are inconsistencies. Yeah, I'll, I'll use this. Did feel like Rashi? Did Rashi Rice play much in the second half? It didn't feel like we saw much of Rashi. He, he did, he did but it wasn't a ton. It was. It certainly wasn't as much as the first half. I mean, again, he had that big that big run down the sideline there that was kind of a catalyst for for one of the other drives that they had in the second half. But didn't play a ton. Justin Ross did not play a ton. I know people. Yeah, people are clamoring for him in the comments there. He did not play a ton. Um, I you know I I did. Rich James just, I, didn't play a ton with the offense either, and that it, was kind of odd to me. I kind of expected a little more offensive snaps from him. I just wonder. I just wonder what decisions were made based on what they were seeing down in, down out. Yeah. You know, I and I'm kind of curious. That's one of the things I'm going to be fascinated to watch is just like what were the decisions that they made personnel wise that they liked, didn't like, were weren't comfortable with, were comfortable with. Because I'll I'll say this, because like I'm not saying Rashi Rice made a bunch of mistakes. I don't know. It was just like you look at snap count and that can kind of tell you some stories about maybe how they're feeling or maybe how Mahomes feeling, yada, yada, yada. But I want to get back to a positive really quick. Uh, congratulations to Rashi Rice on his first touchdown Oh, catch. hell yeah, buddy. He had a nice little stretch there where he did some good things out of structure. I mean, he moved out of structure, moved to the sideline. Mahomes found him. He found space and then he was able to do his thing after the catch. And then, hey, credit to Mahomes for firing it in there. When there was a guy open in the back line of the end zone, thing that uh, that play call looked. I mean, that play call was dead to rights too. It was. That was that 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 was a cluster. Him and Rasheed and some other receiver got got tangled up there. Rasheed just kind of worked to the back line and found space. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, I believe, tried a little wrap route to the other side of him, just in the middle of the field. That didn't work. I mean, and they just figured some stuff out. This game was held together, and, and I want to. I just wanted to shout out Rasheed Rice real quick. That's all. But it just this game this game was held together by duct tape and Patrick Levon Mahomes sheer will and he did absolutely everything he could and I mean it was enough to win it hit what he did was enough to win and literally one drop by, by Kadarius Tony that doesn't go to the house that might have that literally might have been the difference in the Chiefs winning and losing this game it might have been. I, I, I do want to kind of, since we praise the offensive line, this team in their short yardage situations, man, like, okay, this is rough. Like, we're, this might be the most upset we're about to get. We're now to the point where this team cannot be trusted on a third and short to get the yardage needed. They can't. And Andy is, he's not in his own head because he's Andy Reid. He, he knows what he's doing. Blake Bell rotating under, you know, motioning under center. Everybody thinks he's going to take the dive. He's going to take QB sneak there. He hard counts, gets a defensive tackle to jump offside. Joe Tooney, nobody jumps and and tags him. 
first of all. Yeah. Offensive line. No, Reach out. Tap him on just the helmet. Just touch him. We got it. Free fly. Third one. Yeah. So uh, that that's a conversion right there. Blake Bell doesn't snap the ball. That's a conversion right there. Instead, they motion Rasheed Rice across. And again, if Trey Smith gets a hold of the guy, it might have gone for chunk yardage. But why are we getting cute here? Like, you've got running backs that you can get into these situations. You've got a good offensive line. Yeah, may not be the most powerful offensive line, but I'm here I'm going to say something that's probably going to light the chat on fire. I thought Clyde Edwards-Alaire was fine. I thought he was fine he today. Was. He was not. He was. He wasn't great or anything like that. He took what was there in front of him. He made the most out of a couple of runs that got swallowed up pretty bad and was able to convert some extra yardage out of it. Isaiah Pacheco. Runs angry, made, made the most out of a couple of runs as well. I don't get why you don't just line up and try and get that yardage. You're so content on sec- first and 10, second and 10 to line up and try and run inside zone. But on third and one, you're not willing to do that. You're, you've got to get cute to try and get that first down. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand that at all. To me, that's the time for it. That's when you're going there. You've got guys that can make a little bit out of nothing. I'm not saying that these guys are going to house a a third and one play, but give them the chance to get a yard. Run up the gut with an opportunity to get the chance to get a yard. Don't put Blake Bell under center and try and have him run a QB sneak. Don't get cute and try and run the end around. Line up and do it. Like, that's where I am at this point okay. because the rest of it doesn't work. All right, so, you know, we go through, like, what mattered, what matters, what doesn't when you're going through the preseason, right? And we talked about <laughs> Blake Bell doing a QB sneak during the preseason. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're setting it up. The, the, push, the push along the interior was really poor. It was really frustrating. Uh, you know, we... We all said, man, that didn't look good by the offensive line. I don't think that they're going to be doing the Blake Bell QB sneaky this year. It kind of goes by the way of the bubble RPO, all that stuff. Uh, it's just like, you know, it, no, they ran it and they they did the same look. And you can hear on the mic, you can hear all the Lions play and say, watch, here's the sneak, here's the sneak, here yeah. it comes, here it comes, be ready, here it. Like, as he's motioning, which, which hey, that's great. You're playing off your tendency. It's a very obvious tendency. But you give you have a a, a clunky exchange between Rasheed Rice and Blake Bell. The delay and, between him getting under center and taking that snap was so long. The Lions knew. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. And the, and the nose, the guy over the ball jumps. And so you get to a fourth and two, and this is where things get a little crazy. You go to a fourth and two, and you don't make the decision. You make the decision you're going to punt the football. Okay, great, right, right. So you're in the the middle of the field. Well, you then decide (laughs) three minutes later when you get the ball back that you're going to go for it on fourth and 25. Fourth fourth and 22 is the middle of the field. No, the sorry, yeah. Fourth and 20. Then you have a false start by Juwan Taylor, and you get more time to think about it. And you go for it at fourth and 25. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, it, I don't know, man. Like, you had a, a more manageable. Actually, you know what? Maybe fourth and 25 is more manageable for this team than fourth and two. That might be the case at this point. Tucker Franklin, you, I believe you have something for us here. I do have something for you guys, and it is uh, our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Can you believe that there were seven months that transpired without an NFL game before tonight? It was absolutely crazy. 
Well, it's a good thing that that's over, and the NFL is here. And you guys know the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app and see what you get. Here's what you got to do. Download the app now and use code KCSN to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly for just betting 5 bucks. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Hey, so I got to read the disclaimer here. I got to read the disclaimer. Oh. Please, please hold. Uh, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino in Kansas. 21 age varies by jurisdictions. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Good job, buddy. Way to go, bud. Hey, I'm I'm looking through, and we'll get back to Tucker and, uh, and Haley here in a little bit for, for Toast Game sure. Uh, toast Game here soon. I, just some other stuff I'm looking through. Jared Goff, you know, some of the next-gen stats starting to come in, you'd be stunned at how many throws are between the numbers. Oh, like, it yeah. is just an alarming amount. And, like, you know, Craig, you're talking a little bit about the secondary, and you'd like to see them driving a little bit on some of that. Uh, this is where, like, schematically, I think the Chiefs were really doing, you know, they were hell-bent on stopping the run. The linebackers were being aggressive in their That's run, exactly fits and, and trying to fill. And and to, to, the, to the run defense's credit, three and a half yards per carry, so good job there. Um, but they the 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 gap and this is something that the Detroit Lions are very good at this is like their bread and butter and this is something um that Jared Goff's very good at and something that they've had a lot of success with in you know some of these kind of offenses you know heavy play action offenses you're going to have a lot of success between the numbers the backers were getting sucked in and they weren't doing a great job of of making some of these these throws difficult so there was definitely some space uh, between the backers and, and the defensive backs that were were given the Chiefs and fits in the passing, and that's really where they had a lot of success. Yeah, and I mean it was I, the big plays. I don't think were your traditional drop drop back. It was off play action. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I don't want to just fully like lay that at the feet of Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, Drew Tranquil, Leo Chanel, and say, hey, yeah, no, it's their fault for biting on that. That could be a coaching point. Like we don't know that if they were just like, hey, let, listen, sell out at a certain point. Because there was a couple of reps, Lions were in 11 personnel, and the Chiefs are in their base defense. That's not something Steve Spagnuolo wants to do. That's because they were getting gashed against the run. And so it could just be that's a coaching point. That's something on the sideline there. But, yes, they were getting beat in the middle of the field. I'll tell you what, Jared Goff looked good. I mean, we we gave him his flowers a little bit in the you know in the pregame before everything. That third down throw with LeJarrius Sneed bearing down on him, that was a bullet. That was a dart. That that, that that was a big. Time. That was the game. That was a game winner. Yeah, that was a big time game winning throw right there. And I, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes that stuff happens for you. But you know uh, that that's what it was. And you know he, he was pretty good on the night. But yeah, he lived between the numbers, especially to uh, Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross A. Brown. I mean, Amon Ross A. Brown is just a terrific wide receiver. Man, he's got a giant year ahead of him. But yeah, I had to put. 
he had a lot of success in that area of the field. Uh, some 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 quotes and stuff coming out here. Uh, quarterback Patrick Mahomes on being without Travis Kelsey, who he calls the best tight end ever. It's going to have an impact on the game, but other guys are going to have to step up, and I believe they will. I don't want to make this too rosy and, you know, flowers and everything's great. Um, and I sh- I'm sure as the season will go on, this will get more frustrating. But as I sit here, immediate reaction to this game. I'm not going to say this game was a good thing. I don't think it's a good thing. I think, you know, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and mask everything, we might, hey, it was a good thing that this happened. They lost um, They lost to the Colts last year and then won the Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 It, it, they just didn't lose to the Lions at home, uh, you know, with, uh, and yeah, with all the time in the world to prepare and Andy Reid being the best player, you know, the best play call in the world on week one and almost being the best player in the world. Um, I think the fact that these receivers got thrown into the fire understood the value and impact that their role is on this football team and how badly this team needs them uh, could wind up being a good moment for the growth of this team because I think you guys, I think we all saw that this, this, this receiver group and the inexperience matters in a significant way and everyone that said that this could be a problem as of today, in week one, we're unequivocally right. This team doesn't have a lot of known commodities at the receiver spot, and there's not a lot of consistency that we saw from this group. And you were one Travis Kelsey injury away from significant problems, and we saw that to be unbelievably true. So I know I know that this conversation manifested a lot with just like DeAndre Hopkins and stuff, but honestly, this team just needed a more steady presence a more known commodity and they didn't have it this week and this group let them down but I'm glad it happened in week one I'm glad they got thrown to the fire the way that they did because I think this is a big gut check moment for this entire group and I I genuinely think you're going to see them grow and develop and take some big steps here week over week um and if they don't their Chiefs are gonna have to find some people that can't you know and and they it's it's funny because there's so much upside and, and pe- players we're excited about, but there's also known commodities like Justin Watson and Marquez Valdez scantling that people want to diminish and wanted to get rid of. This is exactly why they are here. This is exactly why they are here. The two biggest pl- pass plays in the game came from the two guys that didn't get a lot of talk, and some people, one of them, just people wanted to cut Justin Watson to keep Amir Smith Marset. He was pretty good today. He was pretty good today. <laughs> That's just. I mean, he had, you know, a, it, he had a pass interference. Yeah, he had a pass interference call. It was a massive play. That's because they trust him to be in the game with the 13 person. That was a 13 personnel. He was the only wide receiver, and he was in behind the defense. Like, it, it happens sometimes that that's the case. And, kid, to your point, the gut check moments. Yes, that's going to happen with these young receivers. If this continues, it's going to be a gut check moment for this front office and this coaching staff. Like, yeah, they... Listen, we've been talking about the trade deadline and stuff like that and, you know, j- joking about, oh, I'll trade this player for this player, this player for this player, player, and joking about it. This team may need to go to the well for wide receiver if this continues throughout yeah. the season. It, it, it's quite simple. And it may rise on the priority list quicker than we even expected, you know, even with such young players on this team. They just have to get more consistency out of this group, yeah. And I don't, I don't think, like, I don't think anybody that 
you know, has talked about the receiver position and the concerns. I don't think this is necessarily an I told you so moment. You know, I think, you know, I don't think you should be claiming victory in week one. I think this is the downside and the reason for concern manifesting itself in the first week because of a situation that everyone was worried about happening, happening. You know, this the Chiefs win this game with Travis Kelsey and you say, okay, well, you know, Mahomes still has Kelsey. Uh, obviously, you know, there's probably still some drops in this game. You know, I still think the receivers probably have an up and down performance, but Travis Kelsey does some big things and, and, and helps in a big way in some moments. Um, I think that's probably the conversation we're having right now, but, um, there, this isn't, I told you show, so for everyone, but this is just showing how big of a, of a development this is going to be over the course of the year and how badly this team needs a lot of different guys to step up. And I think it's going to be in the aggregate and, you know, this team bet on Kadarius Tony in a big way. They talked him up as their wide receiver one and he was awful today. Uh it was it was it was it was awful. It was unacceptable. And I mean it's 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 a moment that he's it, if he responds well from it, that's big. That's great. Um this is a huge moment for his career. And if he can't be trusted to do what this team needs him to do in a bigger role. The team, this team's gonna have some problems. Uh, they're gonna have some problems. All right, it is time for a toast game presented by Ben Holiday, bottled in Bond Bourbon. We are going to go around and toast. I know it's a loss, but we're still gonna be toasting. We're still gonna be celebrating some of the good things that happened in this game, or whatever funny thing we decide to toast. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, Haley Lewis. Haley, give us your toast game right. for today. Like you said, we can find the positives. Yes. I think if you're a Chiefs fan and you're easily offended, which is probably most of us, why don't you keep the receipts, you know? Start bringing them up right now. It's not the end of the world that the Chiefs lost. Like Kent was saying, it's not great. No one wanted this to happen. Correct. But go ahead and start grabbing those receipts now. That has nothing to do with my toast game. What my toast is, too, it's actually serious. I'm toasting to Norma Hunt. Okay, you got to see that a little bit tonight. You also got to see the patches that all the players are going to be wearing this entire season. She is not only a pioneer for women in the sport, she is also in the NFL, a class act, such a good leader. She passed away this uh, past season, or excuse me, past uh, off season, and just was such an amazing woman to watch. A leader, like I said, a pioneer, a wonderful woman um, in the Kansas City culture and, of course, in the NFL culture. So cheers to her and what she's been able to do and leave her legacy here in Kansas City. Absolutely. Well, cheers again to that. Let's cheers to cheers again to that. Two, three, no. four times. You know, Absolute. get it done. We need it. Get it done next week for Norma Hunt. All right, Tucker, what you got? I saw the I saw the comments. I saw the chats. I know my legs are wide. Okay, I didn't want to wear wear pants today because it's hot outside. All right, I appreciate everybody making sure that my legs are known. That I'm not wiling you self tanner. I appreciate that. I really do. I might need it. It does have sparkles in it. Especially if I keep wearing shorts on the post-game show. And shorts that match the same color as my skin. That was not a great call on my phone. Someone said that my shoes were the same color as your skin. They did say that. And I and I just feel like we need a little bit of a pick-me-up after that one. It was kind of a meh game, you know. The vibe coming over here was not great. Um, so cheers to the people who had the uh, the sense of humor to, to make fun of my legs. But also, on a real note, I'm giving, I'm giving my... Uh, my toast game to the bookend tackles. Uh, mm. A point that I brought up on our Five Things podcast, two guys that looked really good in this in this game and uh, two guys that I hope to see uh, 
play well throughout the season. They gave Patrick Mahomes plenty of time. It was not the offensive line's fault tonight mm-hmm. in terms of the offensive production. That's what I got. All right, let's cheers to that. Cheers. To tan legs and tan the legs. line. And good health. And good health. And Frank, and you I am toasting to the entire defensive line. That's right. I'm taking every single one of them, even rookie Keandre Coburn, who lodged a tackle for loss today in a really good performance. They will have things that they won't like about some of the ways that they played on this defensive line, but there is a lot of promise for a group that said, you know what? We don't need another veteran presence. We don't need a high-priced individual along this defensive line like they've had for the past couple of years. They have gambled on youth, and we saw a lot of promise out of this group tonight. I am looking forward to seeing what they bring in week two, three, four, five, six, and on throughout the season. It's only going to get better from here. So cheers to these guys for more than holding their own with a cloud hanging over them all game long. Let's have some fun. I want to cheers Chauncey Gardner Johnson on winning his Super Bowl tonight. You celebrated, you know, I, I'm sure the 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 index fi- finger won't be naked anymore. Congratulations on winning your Super Bowl tonight. I hope the banner that you hang in your head where the Chiefs also live rent free uh, flies forever. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the real banner that the Chiefs unveiled in front of you. Uh, I I, maybe maybe you got a chance to see the ring, too. I bet you it's pretty sick. Anyways, cheers, Chauncey Goner. Congratulations on your Super Bowl win tonight. That is going to do it for the KCSN postgame show. Thank you all so much for listening and hanging out. We will be back for a Chiefs win next week. Don't worry. We'll get right back on track against the Jaguars. We'll catch you later. Rant. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.